thanks for joining us again. I'd like to say thanks for joining us again, Butthorns. <laughs> <laughs> Tonight's movie is a, well, let's just say it's a rare, it's a rare piece. This is a, this is a Maddie pick, if I'm not mistaken. It is a friend. Friend of the pod, Tobias, is uh, is one of my mates who listens. He said, "I feel like this is a movie that's right up your alley." So, <laughs> I think that's spe- speaking to the quality of the pod. <laughs> yeah, I think that's fair. Look, this is 1987's Bulletproof. Now, most people would probably be going, "What's?" Yeah, they'd be thinking the Sandler film. This is a Busey film. The Gary Busey, uh, I don't know what to call this. <laughs> it's uh, it's, it's uh, labelled as an action thriller. <laughs> <laughs> well, I Still think we'll unpack that. <laughs> I think there'll be some clarification involved. All right, before we get into it, let's just do what we've been watching. Uh, mine's pretty small. I watched a... I, I, I did a bit of work on Binge. For some reason, I went back-to-back films on uh, on the last weekend. And the first one was called Rogue. Now, it's not the alligator or the crocodile one, Australian one. It's actually a sort of like a survival thriller type of thing with Megan Fox mm-hmm. in it. And initially, I was like, I don't know why I'm looking at this. But apart yeah, that was, from that was my pretty, reaction. <laughs> well, apart from some pretty shit ass CGI involving a tiger, there's a loose tiger um, in the film who's attacking them as well, and that looks absolutely terrible. Like when I say terrible, <laughs> I say fucking terrible. <laughs> like it, it doesn't look convincing at all. But apart from that, it was actually pretty bloody good. I was surprised. And, yeah, I don't like to say this often, but Megan Fox was pretty good (laughs) in it. I mean, sue me for fuck's sake. (laughs) (laughs) I followed that up quickly with Mel Sugar Tits Gibson in (laughs) Force of Nature. Yeah. How's Mad Mel going uh, these days? Look, Mad Mel, for all his bullshit that he's been pulling... He's still an actor that I can, you know, I can watch. And this movie sucks. Remember the <laughs> Hurricane Heist, Jared? Yeah. Yep. Do you remember the Hurricane Heist? I do. It was a bit like that in a sense of there's a big storm hitting. Um, it, It's set in, uh, was it Mexico, I think? And Emil Hirsch is like this cop who who's got to go to an apartment block and get a couple of people to leave, you know, because the storm's coming. One of them's Gibson. And then a couple of guys, a couple of bad guys sort of hit hit the apartment block because there's some stolen artwork in there. It's fucking stupid, right? Mm. But Gibson is always watchable for me. Pretty yeah, look, you, can, you can still act. Just yeah, yeah. Questions about obviously it wouldn't have been obviously it wouldn't have been shot in Mexico because Mel would have to be around Mexicans. So with that, I don't think that would go well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Look, I don't know where it was shot, but quite frankly, it was a prick of a film. But like Mel, um, I I forced my way through it. <laughs> 
And the last one I watched was had copped a fair bit of buzz and came on Netflix the other day called Blood Red Sky. Mm-hmm. It, for the first hour, it was really, really good. It was like a mixture of something like Executive Decision mixed with, like, Dawn of the Dead. And I was really enjoying it. And then it just kind of gets boring and it, it just kind of loses momentum in the second half and it goes on for far too long. But worth a look, Jared. I think you'd might it'd be more up your alley. Yeah, I was I was uh, a hair off hitting the play button, but I went. I had other things to watch, so <laughs> I'll come back to it. Bulletproof. I'll circle, I'll circle back. <laughs> uh, so it's definitely so you you'll probably enjoy it. Kind of had a train to Basan type of vibe because it. What are you trying to say? It takes place on a plane. It's for idiots. I'll probably I'll probably. <laughs> no, no. It. It's kind of like. I think a, a very well received sort of European horror film, mm. but it's not at the level of something like Train, Train to Busan. But it's worth a look, I think, from from your perspective. Right. And that was it for me. Maddie? Good stuff. Um, Farm Wants a Wife? Bachelor. Yeah, there's a bit of, a bit of that. Beauty and the Geek. Uh, nothing significant. <laughs> the, um, I, watched, I saw Last Boy Scout. Oh, yeah. Oh. For the first time, I'll say it. First time. Oh, fucking hell. Well, at least you're addressing some of these, some of the holes yeah. in the resume. Yes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I really, that was pretty How good. How did it sit yeah. for you? How did it sit yeah, for you? Yeah, it was very good. I enjoyed it. It was good fun. I like the old days where any fat guy could just steal your wife. But that was... <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> but then again, Joe Hallerback was sleeping in his car. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, Superman. He's so good in it. I love Bruce Willis. He's good value. The, um, David Weiss has a slightly annoying voice at times, but uh, yeah, he's good fun. He's good fun too. I enjoyed it. It's a good movie. That's a really good movie. I watched that and I saw, other than a lot of Olympics... The other one, I watched the. We did a deep dive into Doctor Death. Oh yeah, on Netflix. Yeah, with old Pacey, Joshua, Joshua, what's it, Joshua Jackson? Jackson yep. Yeah, yeah, it's good fun. That was that was not good fun, but it was a good watch. Was that another one that's based on it? Like it was a podcast. Yeah, and then podcast they, that yeah. I turned yeah. into. So yeah, just the. I guess what a dodgy doctor can get away with with no accountability or mm. um, without people watching. And just, and he's, uh, How many especially people did he the, kill? There was, uh, look, maimed, I think he killed a couple, but uh, definitely, like, maimed 30, 33 or so. Shit. They had it at the court case, and I think there was 38 all in, all up. But they were his oh, best, he made his, made his best mate a pla- paraplegic. And the... What? Yeah, the, with, you how don't know how goes, real how it is. How did he, oh, how well, did he just, go undetected for so long? He just, you move around and... Just, uh, just kept kept going. No, no one was watching, and you blame everybody else. And it it happens enough where if you can move on to somewhere else, then then uh, yeah, they could you can they mention you can sue people for not giving you a reference. And there's a whole bunch of different things in there that he's done to set up sets up his own practice at one point, and yes, get the do the right advertising as well. Things like. You, you set up a set up a website and give yourself a five star review and you're in. And then the other wow. thing is it's so hard to prosecute. At that point, it had never been done. And it's not like it was a quick process. It was sort of a, a nine year process to to get him to trial. God, 
the victims Sounds are like either an interesting story. Yeah, the victims want to move on with their life, and it's yeah, it's it's difficult. So yeah, that was that was intense. But um, yeah, that that was me. I mean, you feel so sorry for these people. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. But, uh, yeah, that's it. Jared? That's it. That's it. All right. Yeah, I was. Uh, I got a. I got a fair bit in around the Olympics. I got to say, I watched the equestrian, so I don't know if I'm <laughs> choosing the yeah, right I things. I didn't go that deep. I didn't go that deep into it. See, see, this is this is your problem, Maddie. Just to <laughs> give you an understanding of where you're at, your filmmaking is your film watching is like watching the Olympics for you. Everyone else is looking for the hundred or the pool events or something like that. You're looking for the fucking equestrian. <laughs> and I've seen and I've seen the tonight's movie twice, so I still haven't Have seen Lethal. I've, well, I watched it, told you about it, and then you're like, we're doing it for the pod. Was, that was like a month. I watched it three weeks ago or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Jeez, right. we really screwed you. There, that was when you we? told me. That's that, that was when you told me you watched the Nick Nolte picture. Nick <laughs> <laughs> Nolte, same bloke. The same bloke in my head. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was good stuff. Oh, God. Uh, all right. I so, think he um, became Nick Nolte after the motorcycle accident. <laughs> <laughs> possibly. Possibly. Still can't you can picture apart. Gary Busey going, get me two, Utah. <laughs> you can picture it. All right. So I, um, I mean, I mentioned this last time we were together, but I did sit down and watch the Base Motel TV movie. How'd that go down? Yeah, pretty ordinary. Pretty ordinary. <laughs> I mean, it's not hard to tell. It's a. It's not hard to tell. It's a. It's a pilot because the movie kind of. Well, it sort of wraps up the story an hour in, and then you get this kind of half hour, completely different story on the back end. It's that has J- Jason Bateman popping up, and yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty ordinary. Pretty ordinary. It looked like they were going for a. Well, it didn't look like they did go for a bit of a supernatural angle down the stretch. So, yeah, it was it was a bit strange. It was a bit strange. Definitely the low point of of the Psycho franchise in general. I think I watched one called Tigers Are Not Afraid. Now, this was another one that Shutter snuck under my snuck under my under my nose, right under my nose. It was sitting on there for I don't know how long, but again, I didn't see it pop up in the um, in the recently added. But I found it on there, and it's one I've been meaning to watch for a while. It's like a Mexican... I think it's Mexican film about these kids that are kind of orphaned by the drug trade. And this it kind of weaves this kind of fairy tale into it. This girl sort of ends up with three wishes. Um, it's really good. I liked it a lot. Probably dropped off a little bit. Uh, it didn't quite fulfil the promise, but it's a very cool idea and very... Uh, you know, touching on a real life kind of horror and mixing this 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 little fairy tale story into it, I thought it was definitely worth a watch. Okay. Got back on the sports docos and checked out this magic moment on mm. KO. Yeah, good good doco. Just made me very sad that you know Penny's knees blew out, and you know for all oh. those years that we thought that Shaq had just kind of callously left Orlando, I was like, no, they really fucked that up. <laughs> He would have stayed if they came to the table with the money to start with. Like, mm. wouldn't would have never got into a negotiation with the Lakers. But that's the way it played out. Yeah. But it was yeah, it was a cool doco just to see how the the t- place was whipped into a frenzy over this kind of two year period. 
with these guys on the team, which was which was fair enough too. Very exciting players. I did a bit of work with Joe Bob again on Charter, and I watched uh, Prom Night Two, which I hadn't seen in so long. I, I was a kid when I, this was one of the first horror movies I reckon I saw. I couldn't remember it. So much so, Adam, that my recollection of a of a child, I was getting prom night one and two mixed up. I always thought the stinger at the end was Leslie Nielsen in the car, but it was, it was not Leslie Nielsen. As I, you know, after we watched the first one, I was like, oh shit, Leslie Nielsen's in this one. So what's I had one of those memories that I just fucking messed up in my head there. But yeah, it was cool to cool to check this one out. It's okay. It's not not great. I probably enjoyed it more than the first one because it's something a bit different. But it was clear that it's sort of a different different story altogether. And I know it's undergone a bit of a reappraisal in recent years. But yeah, it's worth mm. worth the time, especially with Joe Bob's wraparounds on there. I then jumped onto number three, Prom Night Three, The Last no. Kiss, which I also I didn't mind. It, look, it's pretty average, but I didn't mind it altogether. It was it was a bit of fun. They, it definitely went like it was going complete. Horror comedy, like that. It was more. Yeah. There was more attempts at laughs than there were the horror, really. So, I don't know. That that certainly would put some people off. Castle Freak. I checked out Castle Freak. Castle Freak. Yes. So it's on another Shutter one with. Too, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's on Shutter. It was on. I think it's on Tubi actually. I think it might have been taken off Shutter, but it's definitely still on Tubi. So it's a it's a Charles Band effort, and I found out again through watching Joe Bob. He'd bought this castle as like a holiday house, essentially, and thought, fuck, I might as well shoot some movies here. <laughs> and this was one of them. So, um, look, it's all Isn't right. Isn't that a Stuart pretty... Gordon film? Yeah, yeah, it is. And it's got it's got mm. um, Barbara Crampton and... Um, and Jeffrey uh, Combs in it. Jeffrey Combs in it. It's pretty nasty. It's got some really rough things in there that I could have possibly done without. But, yeah, it, it's not a bad, bad little effort. Cue the Winged Serpent, which was... Ah. Interesting. The, the funny thing out of this one, Adam, and I, I texted you while I was watching it, and I said to myself, these guys got this done for fucking pittance, and the movie is clearly in New York. So I can't understand how we didn't get more New York in, in Jason Takes Manhattan. That's what I kept thinking when I was watching it. I'm like, these guys did this so cheap. They've got David Carradine. They've got, uh, what's his name? Shaft. He was in there oh, briefly. Yep. So I'm sitting there thinking, so they got this done fairly cheaply, but you can clearly tell it's New York. And I know you mentioned, you know, they did it pretty pretty rogue, which is true. But like I said to you, there's some things in here that are just shot on a rooftop, but you can tell... In the background, it's clearly it's New, New York. York. City skyline. So why the fuck couldn't Friday the Thirteenth do that? Why did we go to Vancouver and spend to spend ninety percent of the film <laughs> not in New York? But penny yeah, pinching, mate. Couldn't couldn't penny pinching. Yeah. Aside from that, yeah, couldn't spend. Probably to shoot it would have cost less. Yeah, yeah. Q Q was good fun. Michael Moriarty is he's a fucking lunatic. He's just a quirky character to watch on screen, and I have. Reading a little bit into it, apparently he's quirky off it too, which puts some people offside. But yeah, what I, is I, it? So it's about a. It's it's essentially this. I think it's fucking, about a winged serpent. Yeah, it's about a winged serpent <laughs> in New York that's managing to fucking kill people with not many people noticing somehow mm. in the city of New York. But but yeah, it was all right. It was a bit of fun. Nice little kind of monster flick, and I think it's 
guys like Moriarty and, and Carradine in there really elevate it above what it should be. So, yeah, it was worth a look if you haven't checked that out. I watched The Void, which is another one from Stephen Kostansky and those guys, the guy that did Psycho yeah. Goreman. It's on. It's streaming on SBS. Didn't like it so much. It was okay. It was all right, but it, it was... Um, they played it really down the line. It's taken taken very seriously. Whereas everything else I've watched from them has a has is quite tongue in cheek, mm. and I think that suits them a bit more. So I don't know if I could give it a give it a big recommend, but if you liked their stuff, it's worth worth a look probably. Adam, I mentioned to you again, Joe Bob, buddy, got me into this stuff. Hell comes to Frogtown. <laughs> I finally watched Hell comes to Frogtown. Bit of rowdy oh, Roddy Piper. Man. Fucking <laughs> okay, um, hell, how'd that go down? Better than expected. Better than <laughs> expected. It's it's not a again, it's not great. It's just just a bit of sort of forgettable fare, but I was actually impressed by the costumes because apparently they did them bloody like um they mentioned the figure and it was absolutely nothing for special effects, but they came up with these bloody frog costumes that actually looked pretty good. But that was probably the biggest thing to come out of it. And of course Piper. Piper was very watchable again. <laughs> I watched The Rental, which was Dave Franco's little sort of scary movie. Oh, yeah. I didn't like it. I didn't like it very much at all. Especially, I, I'm always put offside when someone comes out with an attitude that basically says they think they're kind of above the genre. Like, I remember seeing a picture, a, 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 a bite from an interview with him that was like, yeah, it's a scary movie, but it's a smart one. And I'm sitting there thinking, there's already smart ones, mate. Like, you're just kind of saying, because it's a horror movie, it's not smart, and you're going to reinvent the genre. I had a really good cast, really strong cast. Also had a had a worthwhile concept. It's like an Airbnb sort of setup, and they start to think they're being watched in there. And that, that stuff is, is, is there to mine, but I just found it really boring. Like, you spend so much time with these characters and their, their dramas, and I just didn't find it interesting at all when it actually gets into a bit of the 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 scarier stuff it does heighten things a little and there's definitely some some some, uh there's definitely something there but i just overall i was very very unimpressed especially because really everything you see has been done before like there was nothing there that was really fresh other than the airbnb conceit i guess so that was a bit of a letdown and I watched The Legend of Baron Toa, that, that one that, uh, it's a New Zealand film. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Samoan. Um, I see that. And mm. It was all right. It was all right. It seemed to just get a little bit mixed up. I really enjoyed it, but it sort of, it started to bring that kind of Kiwi comedy. Like, there's points where it seems like it's just kind of an actioner. Then there's parts where it's like they're going for a bit of, like, martial arts stuff. Mm. And it gets a little bit mixed up, but it's it's a hell of a lot of fun. I liked it a lot. I would, I would check it out. Um, and the last one I watched on Shutter was Horror Noir, which is the doco about African Americans in 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 the history of African Americans in like horror cinema, which was mm-hmm. excellent. I really enjoyed that. It was it was a fair old deep dive, and it's always good to see something through you know something through the eyes of the people that are right in the thick of it. And, and just getting someone else's perspective on on these things brought up some really interesting things that I'd never really considered about the genre that apply to 
people like Julius and Demon in the Friday the 13th series, you know, goes all into the Night of the Living Dead stuff, obviously, and has a lot of the actors talking about it. Demon's, Demon's one of the talking heads in there. So, yeah, I would definitely check it out if you in any way interested in that. I forgot. I forgot to mention <laughs> He Man episodes one and two. Oh yeah, I watched well. all the all six. Oh, I haven't finished it yet, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I was happy with that. I was very happy. I was very happy. <laughs> of course, there's been a stretch. There's been a section of fandom that have pissed and moaned about it because it's not exactly like He Man from the eighties. God, it'd be horrible. Well, it was. Exactly- it's, that's right. I'm like, you go back and look at that. It's. It's, it's really bad storytelling. And it's bad and it's repeated shots. That's and right. And actual good writers like Paul Dini and that that have worked on it have basically just said, look, it was fucking lowest common denominator. They were handing us a toy and saying, write this into the episode and yeah. stuff. So I thought I, I thought it straddled a, a really, like really successfully paying nods to the old stuff and why people still love it and actually telling a story with character arcs and shit. Yeah, yeah, I thought yeah. it was really good. I'll have to have a look at that, I think. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, worth a look. All right, so that's everything? That's everything. All right, well, let's take a break. Here's the trailer for 1987's Bulletproof. (laughs) The fuck is this? Your worst nightmare, butthorn! You may be bulletproof, but I'm just human, all right? That's okay. I'm not prejudiced. Who are you? I'm the game warden. What? Bird season's over, Budhorn. <laughs> so, this is the infamous Captain Bulletproof? Thing? Yeah. So who are you, Budhorn? Bulletproof, from 1987, directed by Steve Carver who directed Lone Wolf McQuaid. It's produced by Paul Hertzberg, who produced the I Spit on Your Grave remake. And the story was by Tia Langford, who wrote Hollywood Chainsaw Hookers, and Fred Olin Ray, who, judging by his resume, has made or directed or produced a thousand Christmas movies. The screenplay was by... Tia Langford and B.J. Goldman, who wrote a script, uh, a film called Tripwire. It stars Gary Busey as Frank McBain, Darlene <laughs> Flugel as Captain Devon Shepard, and Henry Silver as Curly Colonel Cartiff. The budget was five million dollars. The box office was eight hundred and seven thousand. <laughs> and the <laughs> I'm surprised it had box office not money. Uh, that's so funny. <laughs> The helicopter that they're using to represent a Soviet Mi-24 Hind gunship <laughs> is actually a Sikorsky <laughs> S-62. All right. How do we rate Bulletproof? Maddie, please, go go first. Well, look, I'm going to start off by saying it's no snake eyes. <laughs> it's... Uh, <laughs> I said it today in our thread. I was like, uh, if you ignore the plot... And uh, and uh, and most of the acting, that it's not too bad. <laughs> it's got some funny bits in it. It's got some good ideas. It makes no sense. <laughs> and but it's because it's such a piss take of those sort of movies. It's got something to offer. And Busey's pretty funny in his role. <laughs> and the it has a lot of weaknesses. But uh, I, I settled on it. 
on a two because I'll probably watch it again at some because <laughs> I'm a glutton for punishment. Oh, man. <laughs> two. Well, look. Okay. Mate, that was a bit generous. As, as, far, as far as I'm concerned, you're not wrong. <laughs> the film makes no sense. It's for some reason fucking pivots into a war film halfway through. <laughs> Which I was slightly baffled by, but it's got its charms. Some of it is so funny. I, I was laughing, rolling on the ground laughing. Ugh. And Busey, Busey is an actor that I can always, I always found likable. And in this, in this film, he kind of does, even when he's romancing ladies and pulling bullets oh, out of himself and all this shit he's doing. It's I like had a good time with it. He's like a superhero with attention deficit disorder. He's just, like, not listening to anybody. <laughs> just, like, climbing things. <laughs> jumping into jumping into, you know, areas with a whole bunch of armed <laughs> um, villains. It's, it's just funny. I, got, I also gave it two. Jared, hmm. where are you sitting on this one? Because you seem to be sounded like... Look, I'm not too far off. I'm one and a half. You stay, guys? I've gone one and a half <laughs> because, uh, look, it's Busey is the draw, right? He is amusing. Like, when he's not delivering a good acting performance, he's kind of off the wall, so you get a bit of a laugh out of what he's doing. The only thing I would say is, Maddie, I'm not sure that this was supposed to be a piss take of anything. I think this was a <laughs> legitimate attempt to make a franchise, a, a serious Hollywood actioner sort of picture. On a, on a budget. But, yeah, I mean, some of the stuff is just baffling. Like, as you said, Adam, we've we seen a pivot to a war film out of nowhere. Um, and then we're kind of... The cop stuff's just to establish how reckless he is. Of course, of course. Yeah, but that but, was I mean, good stuff. I, would have, I wanted to see him stay there. I wanted to see how reckless he actually was in that in that situation. Yes. But, yeah, it, it's... it's uh, After that, it gets very silly. I mean, not... Not one character in here has any growth whatsoever. It's silly before there's, that. There's no. There's not much. There's not much happening from the other actors in there that are, are you would say, are respectable actors. Um, <laughs> it's just. It's all over the shop. But yeah, it is. The 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 draw is the amusement of it all. Is because there is some ridiculous shit in here that gets you laughing. So. If they if they marketed yeah. it as like. A buffoon James Bond. They could have turned this into a franchise. <laughs> so ridiculous. Yep. Yeah. I mean, if the, fir- if the first played... twenty minutes were anything to go by, you could have called the film Lethal Butthorn and and been on to something. There. We get a <laughs> we get a we get a buddy cop something or other happening. Because yeah, you just going bananas. Jared lying into it. I reckon Jared three times. I think you, you're on a winner there with that concept. Is it's a buddy cop film? There's some drug smugglers in town or whatever, you know. Like yeah. it could have just played in that arena, and I think it would have been far, far better. Because oh, the opening twenty minutes after that, the opening twenty minutes showed had, had me thinking this isn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. Mm. If I could have got ninety minutes of Busey climbing around the rafters while the drug deal's going on, and then. <laughs> 
you know, the way <laughs> that scene played standing out. Standing in front of everybody and going, come on, butthorn. <laughs> I'd, have been, I'd have been stoked with that. I'd have been Where absolutely the grenades? That's it. <laughs> in the flavours. Yeah. I, oh, I, uh, I, I was pretty happy with how that was playing out. And uh, yeah, it just it goes. It's it's just crazy where it, where it ends up going. It's got a bit of everything in there, but yeah, one and a half was where I where I finished up. All right, Mark, run now. Starting off with the likes, I have Busey in the likes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Even when he's acting like an absolute tool in this film, <laughs> there's still something watchable about the bloke. <laughs> he was he, he he was I'll say a very good actor. Yeah, you know, a guy absolutely. who can give you a good performance in a really good film, but he, mm. he kind of finds the right tone here. It cracks me up. I mean, I've never, I have never, I'm never <laughs> going to be able to wash away that that image of Busy on the beach busting out some saxophone. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's fucking the background music. He's actually more. playing it. That was genius. <laughs> yeah. Well, that was the thing. I mean, it was funny it was enough that the saxophone came in on the flashback, but then you, you, we get the fucking shot of him actually being the one to play it. <laughs> Even though they don't show the fingers moving. They're like, well, just have your head on the top of the thing. <laughs> oh, oh fucking Kenny G on the boy. beach there just oh, really giving it to us. It was, it was wow. magic. Absolute That's magic. Wow. But the thing about that was... It was supposed to be an emotional moment between him and <laughs> <laughs> Devin. And I was just like, what are we doing? <laughs> well, that was where we got the real kind of, you know, the, that was where we were supposed to get the real sense that these two were in love and it's just him, him fucking... <laughs> It could have been a scene out of Loaded Weapon. That was... Oh, my God. That was fantastic. It felt so like good. it was. It, it felt like it was. He was so ridiculous. His performance was great. I loved it. Yeah, he, um, it was, it was he, awesome. Him being wild, him being he, sitting having a smoke while while his partner's asleep in the car next to him was hilarious. Yeah. And then he's and like, then where are you going? And he's like climbing up to, to jump into, oh. into the mix of everything. I mean, it was six minutes... That was the six-minute mark. He's climbing around the fucking roof, <laughs> telling everyone it's your worst nightmare, butthole, like some sort of ghoul. <laughs> it was like it was like he was kind of a phantom of the opera type sort of thing, or, or some. Was like, I think he's onto something though. Just get in the first shot before they know what's All going on. Figure, when they showed the shot, it wasn't just the line, but he was in kind of this stance. That, it made him look like a Scooby-Doo villain up in the fucking rafters, like. Haunting the place. They didn't realise he was there for a while. It's like... Yeah, and then, of course, that leads uh, into the, you know, that leads into the fucking chase with the ice cream truck where Danny Trejo's involved. Before that, though, he pulls out a fucking <laughs> rocket launcher. Yeah, that's right. That's a bit of an escalation. <laughs> yeah. Let's not draw attention to our to our weapons trade. I'm going to blow you up with a rocket launcher. But then, of course... Danny Trejo like, in a suit, no less. Oh, Yeah. But, like, the fact that he's whipping out, you know, the gun out the back of the ice cream truck, and then, as you said, the guy's like, the grenades are in the fucking... In the chamber, or the flavors or whatever. <laughs> and then he fucking blows the ice cream truck up, and we get the, the angry chief who... One part I actually liked was how the chief's kind of like, it's between you and me. I like your style. I like your style. <laughs> 
<laughs> I done that. And I'm thinking, look, 90 minutes of this. I'm, I'm here for it. I'm there. I'm ready to rock and roll. And then all of a sudden we end yeah. up in Mexico. <laughs> Something was going on today, didn't it? But, yeah, Busey was, Busey was pretty steady throughout. Like, I mean, how many times did we get butthorn? We got three or four, three, 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 four three, butthorns in there. Three butthorns. I mean, speaking of butthorn, like, forget about yippee-ki-yay, motherfucker. Butthorn is the, the one-liner, <laughs> the greatest one-liner in action cinema. Surely. Oh. I swear, I'm sure he must have he must have come up with that. I tried to type I think it he into came the up with it. gifs to see what it would come up with. There was no Busey in there. <laughs> no, he sure didn't nothing. come up with. I'm gonna go around to your parents for your your mum's place and white light a fire and panties. Did it? Oh man, that was so good. <laughs> yeah, but the butthorn stuff. The butthorn stuff was. Fifty percent of music and fifty percent head scratching. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <thinking>. definitely. <laughs> yeah. Why are you I calling like him a butthorn? I feel like his kid came up with it, and he was like, "I promised my kid I'd get it in the yeah. movie. I'm gonna put it in there." <laughs> oh, well, it man, sounds like good. a bad disease or something. <laughs> Sorry, Mister Busey, you've yeah, got yeah. a bad case of butthorn. <laughs> Mate. Maybe a kid called him a butthorn and it really stuck with him. It was like, that really hurt. I'm bringing it out. Yeah, I mean, if you know this picture's going to be, you know, for the for the kind of the 15 to 18 crowd or whatever, surely you call it arsehorn or something. Like, you stay taking over. <laughs> butthorn. Like, I don't know where it came from, Gary. Like, <laughs> yeah. Well, had he had the serious motorcycle accident by then? I think that was I after. Think, well, yeah, I don't know because it was the accident was in '88, wasn't it? Mm. Maybe the tank ran over him. <laughs> oh man, it's always good to see like Danny Trejo in this era gets a like as well too. Yeah, the old short, yeah, of the old short head, the short, you know, the, the, the high and tight Danny Trejo. <laughs> Suit, looking a like a professional human. <laughs> yeah, I think he was in a suit in the Death Wish one too, wasn't he? Oh, yeah, yeah sorry. Yes, he was. He did yeah. back-to-back suit films. He must have felt uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> he moved into, you know, scumbag roles after that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, one thing Which I'll he has played you... to some acclaim. He has. One thing I'll, I'll give them uh, a little bit of credit for, and this was... It didn't really pan out that much, but the the female character was more of a she had more of a role than just to wait for Busey to come and save her. Like she actually was yeah. scheming and oh. ended up playing a part. It, look, it was it very uncomfortable. It wasn't super successful, but the fact that she was able to kind of engineer some of the escape as well, pretty good move. Yeah. I felt because from yeah, the start I, we were. I, we're spoke, we're we're um, given the given the the sort of info that she's pretty pretty capable as well. She's a green beret or whatever they keep talking about. As I'd fucking forgotten by the end of it, but she's some sort yeah. of elite elite military force herself. So yeah, I thought that was pretty good. Yeah, and I was pretty happy with that. There is a sequence later on in the film that I was thoroughly unhappy with hmm. that involves her. Although it doesn't show anything, it's just. Uh, the insinuations there, and I didn't feel it was necessary in a movie of this type of caliber. Yeah, 
Yeah. Which is a bit of a low rent sort of thing. But yes, I, I would agree that at the very least, it, it, so no, we're talking about an 80s action film, she's, she doesn't come off as a damsel in distress type of situation, which is mm. what a lot of these did. You know? I can't believe she got away with the hand grenade blowing the wheel. Or <laughs> yeah, I don't know where, I don't know how she snuck that there. <laughs> That was questionable. <laughs> that was unbelievable. But it did ingenuity. It did result in my next like, which was Busey rolling around on that fucking thing. Busey mannequin strapped on wheel. That was like in Bill and Ted when he rolls down the stairs in the arbor. I go, I must have fallen out when I hit the floor. He just like he's like <laughs> hit the ground and he's suddenly yeah, he's suddenly off. Yeah. yeah. That was comedy. And his gold. hands are attached. So. I could have done with another two to three minutes of that. I could have done with a chase oh, yeah. of chasing Busey on the giant. Some yakety sacks. <laughs> oh man, that was so good. Especially as you mentioned, Adam, where they cut they cut a couple of shots in there where it's clearly a dummy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I love it. I so love good. it. But he could have gone down that hill for like a couple more minutes, like, yeah, you know, where they roll the cheese down the hill and chase it. Yeah, <laughs> something like that. <laughs> I mean, they didn't even, we didn't even really get the chance to, you know, I would have loved to somebody to try to, you know, jump in the way and then get rolled over, like, you know, a la uh, maximum overdrive kind of stuff, you know. <laughs> so, many missed, so many missed opportunities there. <laughs> There's so many, indeed. The opening car chase is actually not bad. Involving the ice cream truck that we spoke about yeah. before. Yeah, it was pretty good. They actually seem to put a little bit of money into it, in a sense of it's pretty reasonably well shot. There's some actual stunt work being done. There's a massive explosion at the end. You know, like mm. they put in a bit of effort there. And it shows. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. then they ran out of money, rewrote the whole script, <laughs> set That's it in right. a field in Mexico. Went to Valverde or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The funny thing too was like when you get to Mexico, I kept getting I kept getting laughs out of this because you know he's in a car, but it, you don't see the car very much, so it seems like he's just walking in Mexico. You just see him fucking showing up, it's <laughs> like yeah, walking true. around Mexico. <laughs> and they do show uh, him driving yeah. a jeep at one point, yeah. and it's yep. blatantly obvious he's got no ability to drive that car. <laughs> he's fucking <laughs> weaving all over the joint. <laughs> <laughs> thankfully, thankfully it's a field, so he can just drive all over the place. <laughs> Jesus, yeah. Gary, come on! Yeah. I mean, we talked about we talked about obviously him playing saxophone on the beach, but still. <laughs> and then the best part of that entire sequence is it then cuts to him and her. Making love in front of a roaring fireplace. I was just Ooh. like, oh, Gary. <laughs> <laughs> Seduction <laughs> is your middle name. <laughs> well, when you can play the sax like that, like, I mean, it, it comes easy, doesn't it? <laughs> of course. <laughs> Plays the sax um, and the sex, that guy. It's <laughs> very good. I love the fact that he's got a jar of bullets. That he's pulled yeah. out of his <laughs> That must have been. Yeah. Was this before or after Terminator? Arm cutting up the scene. It was after Terminator. Doing, doing a self-operation. It was intense. And he, he has the gall to tell us he's been shot 39 times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so... 
Yeah, that makes me question, are you actually good at what you do, Gary? <laughs> you're not bulletproof if you've been hit that many times. That's sort of... <laughs> Oh my god! That was yeah, Gary. Um, strange. The, the, the title of the film is uh, is ironic. <laughs> I think. Oh, oh. man! <laughs> I do also love the. Uh, I'm the game warden. Bird season's over, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh my god! God, <laughs> is, is that supposed to be? You know, was that his kind of hasta la vista, baby, or is that like bird season's over, Butthorn? That's what we've got. <laughs> it's not quite in the same bracket there, I don't think. <laughs> it's, it's a tier lower. <laughs> just, that. A, just a tier. Tier lower. The only other like I had is after hearing about the fancy tank for about 90 minutes... We finally unleash the thing, and mm. when it does actually start doing something, it's they blow a few things up, which is your perfect way to end an action film. Yeah, they took a while to get there, but they did. Yeah, they. they but they did actually un- unleash it. Yeah, and, Briefly, and blew yep. up a few you know, shacks and stuff around the place. I appreciated the the attempt at the comedy ending where they're fucking rolling over the border with Busey hanging out the top of the tank like. It was so stupid, but I'm like, yeah, okay, I'll, I get what you're going for here. My favourite time is the jolly, jolly old uh, fun time they're having inside the tank when they're finally in there. They've escaped. Yeah, they've the escaped. Yeah, they've escaped the rape and <laughs> potential murder and all this sort of stuff. And the, the, the coffee pops out. And he's like, <laughs> yuck it up. He loved it. That break the tension of the situation very nicely. There's a sequence there that I also laughed heartily at where they go, how do we get the weapons to work? And he's like, "Uh, press the buttons on uh, panel three. She she presses a few buttons, nothing happens. And she goes, oh, shit, what do we do? And he goes, press the buttons on panel four. (laughs) That tank looked a little bit... It looked a little bit like the TARDIS. It was much bigger on the inside than I would have thought it would be. Yes. It, it, you, you summed it up, Jared. It looked like Thunder in Paradise. Yeah, it did. Once they got in there, it was like uh, I was having flashbacks. Uh, you were thinking actual... we need to watch Thunder in Paradise too? Yeah, yeah, we probably should get on that at some point. Well, of course, we've got to round out the series. <laughs> um, but was that was tank... all I had. Was the tank an actual tank? Or was it like a cardboard tank? It was... <laughs> Well, it well, looked real enough. I felt but it looked the movie to me was like made for nothing. So, yeah, I thought they'd. Uh, when I first saw it, I thought they've pinched Tango and Cash's fucking car here. <laughs> 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 it had that same kind of boxy look to it. And yeah, it was it was quite funny to see. Really, I think the it was a real tank, equipment. but it's it looked yeah, it looked like it was something of that nature that had just been kind of added to to give it that boxy I love that you know same same deal with Tango and Cash to make it look futuristic we make it look kind of triangular and sharp edges and that's all we do to it <laughs> but yeah it was it's kind of strange because again it kind of clashed with things like you know if we've wrapped up the likes my, my biggest dislike was that it was just we go from lethal weapon 
to fucking a, a mission that should be from John Matrix for Commando, and then we throw the tank yeah. in there. Like it was mm. just, it was just weird. Like the clash of it all. Like you could see what they were going for, and if it's from the if if it's from the guy that directed Lone Wolf McQuaid, you can see that kind of one man army bit to it. But if that's the case, mm. why do we start in fucking in in cop territory? Yeah, just get straight into him. That there used to be a bloody special forces guy or whatever, and yeah, yeah, yeah. go from yeah, there. You, I reckon. The thing that disappointed was, me the most was I was actually quite happy with the cop stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so such an oddball move. We've got, this, we've got this police officer. We're going to rope him in with a girl he used to date. Like, who's sitting there at the top of the army? Hierarchy sitting thinking about this as a potential plan just in case we better keep uh, McBain in our pocket <laughs> so that we can uh, send him in and he can clean everything up. Well, that was the thing. Like, I was when they do the setup and they're like, because one of the one of the guys again, I was I, I didn't at this particular point in the film, I wasn't paying particular attention. I was on my phone. <laughs> uh, I, forgot, I, I, heard I forgot my other like, but I watched it at one and a half speed the first time and then at two <laughs> double speed the second time. So I just got through it. It made that, that hour, hour and a half movie about... Much better, yeah, much better. Radigible. Yeah, yeah. Well, the, the first time through, like, watching it, when they first concoct the plan, I don't know whether I just... I. I Again, because I was on my phone, mm. I don't know whether I Not missed something, but they said, one of the higher-ups said something about, uh, you know, you just give the enemy the weapon or something, and I'm like, huh? <laughs> I don't know what the plan was. I kind of... I, I wanted I, to start a war, wasn't it? Well, that was the thing. I was kind of like, they're giving it... They're giving they're giving these guys the weapon for... for it's a setup. But then I'm like, how the fuck does McBain fit into this setup? Because neither of the guys that, that got him there seemed to like him. Or want him back he in the fold. He shoots through the door as soon as he hears him talk. Yeah. Yeah. I was a little bit baffled by he, that. Doesn't he punch him in the face and then he flicks an ashtray into his nuts and stuff? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's right. And I was, yeah, why does that bloke keep needling him when he's when he's just got punched in the face and, yeah, as you said, copped an ashtray to the agates on top of that. Like, it was just, <laughs> just stop, stop saying things. Well, yeah, here's, I, I here's couldn't the quite get the question. dynamic there. You need a guy to go in and and liberate buddy Mexico or whatever he was doing because I too had my phone out, so I didn't really know what was happening. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think he was liberating Mexico. I think he was destroying the Whatever he was doing, he was over there. The same town. The same town that the three amigos were sitting. (laughs) (laughs) So he was trying to get the tank back or whatever he was doing, right? Is are you taking a guy who's been shot thirty nine times? <laughs> is that your guy? Yeah. He's not really a you, guy for a job in my book. If you really are setting him up to get him knocked over, I mean, just leave him doing what he's doing. He's been shot thirty nine times. It seems like one of these is going to finish the job eventually. <laughs> sooner or later. <laughs> sooner or later. Sooner or later, someone's going to shoot straight. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Oh man. Um, His Adam, shoulders must you, be absolutely ratchet. <laughs> Adam, you uh, look to steal one of your terms. Another one of my dislikes was that the, the acting outside of Busey to describe it chari- charitably would be workmanlike. Adam, like it's, <laughs> it, it's not. I'll it's go not a little great. bit lower. <laughs> I'm going to go a bit lower. 
Fucking <laughs> <laughs> what in the world is Henry De- Henry Silver doing? <laughs> I don't know. The, I don't know. Man, he accent, hates women in this. The look, he hates women. The clothing. I mean, I think they've pitched him as kind of like Noriega or something like that. <laughs> but he looks like an idiot. But not only His that, work look, is just. Shocking. If I'm, if I'm not mistaken, according to Wikipedia, Henry Silver is of Sicilian and Spanish descent. They've cast him in the role <laughs> in a Mexican setting as the Muslim guy. Uh. <laughs> was, was I was I mistaken uh. there, or were they? Because he, yeah, no, he you was. Would. I was just like, what? Where did that come from? Like. That that seemed a bit strange because not only that we had the me- we did have the Mexican guys there mm-hmm. we had Henry Silver who I thought was Mexican I still wasn't clear on it what they said I think he was well, he I don't was, think Henry was clear on it I don't either. think Henry was clear on it either. I don't but know then, what he was doing <laughs> but then down the stretch we end up with a Russian bloke as yeah. well <laughs> yeah that was pick that and is, stick here that, that, was, that was biting the cops in New York. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. That's so dumb. That's that was right. a weird Yeah, I, I was baffled. I, I was just, again, I probably should have put my phone down, but I kept looking up going, hang on a minute. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just kept, every time they brought someone out, and then they had this, the, the guy that was, see, this was the other problem. The guy, I'm calling him the second in command, but he was the guy from Crocodile Dundee, that Crocodile Dundee 2, that kidnaps... Linda Kozlowski is, wasn't he? He was. He was oh, what right. I thought was, was the second in command. Then it turns Nino. out Henry Silver's the second in command <laughs> because this Russian bloke turns up. But by that point, yeah. we don't give a fuck. We already know. Like when you see him, you're like, oh, you see, he looks familiar. Oh yeah, that's right. He's the guy that killed Busey's partner. But then by that point, I'm like, I don't care. <laughs> why, why do we keep up in the to the next bloke on the chart? Just stick with Henry Silver exactly. and leave it there for me. Look, coming back to Weird. the acting, though, Silver, disastrous. <laughs> Terrible performance. And he, he, he's at least got some credits under his belt. But there's and another he's... woman called Tracy. She's in the bath when Busey gets home. Oh, yeah. yeah. Holy <laughs> shit. <laughs> Talk about mangling the dialogue. <laughs> Good God. And then she rips out the the worst. You may be bulletproof, but you aren't love proof. What? <laughs> <laughs> he ditches her pretty quickly, doesn't he? Oh, I know, I know. What a shocking line! <laughs> <laughs> Who's writing that? Thinking, yep, we're shooting that right now. Wait till, or wait till they hear this one. That'll be in the trailer. <laughs> I, I tell you oh, what, though, McFane. What a night for him. He comes home, he opens the bathroom door, there's a naked woman in the bath. He proceeds to have a little bit of a quick uh, tete-a-tete, a little bit of flirting, <laughs> removes a bullet from his shoulder, and then has sex. <clears throat> and, then, and probably, and had, then an probably to, had an ice cream. Probably had an ice cream on the way home, to... a Cornetto or a Magnum or something on the drive home too. Like, night's not over. <laughs> Stand up and watch the game. <laughs> but then, by the end of the evening, he's been recruited to... um. Start a world war in bloody Mexico. What an evening. <laughs> Hell. Oh, my God. Every, the more we talk through the scenes, it's like... <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
<laughs> but yeah, yeah, just to put a no fighter point on it, her performance is shit house. Shit <laughs> Speaking of it, you mentioned a bad line too there, which was an absolute contender for worst line in the movie. But I had another one that just, I, I it made me laugh so much because I was just like, where did this come from? Like, what, what led to this? But when the, the the army sergeant is sort of driving to Mexico with the with the the girl that was you know mm. um, won over by the saxophone, <laughs> he goes, "Want me to drive?" She goes, "Don't worry about me, Sarge." And he goes, "Typical woman." <laughs> so much of that. What do you mean, typical? That's, that was half of Henry Silver's lines. <laughs> I hate women like you. <laughs> that, wasn't, yeah, that, yeah. That, was, that wasn't Henry Silver. That was the guy, the sergeant that was with her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're talking about it. And it was just like when she goes, no, no, don't worry about me. Essentially just saying, yeah, I'm okay. I'll drive. And he goes, typical woman. <laughs> Starts yucking it up. I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> women were the enemy of the 80s. you got to remember this. <laughs> so obviously. <laughs> I get the I get the sentiment there, but I'm like the context. She just said, "Yeah, I'm okay to drive." <laughs> he could have said something, something like, "I suppose you want equal pay next." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that would have made more sense, wouldn't it? Like, Jesus Christ! Exactly. I mean, you know how Busey uh, relives the operation where he killed his partner, or the partner got killed. Yeah. Honestly. Talk about a bloke looking like he's mildly annoyed when he shoots his own partner. <laughs> no point does he, he give. He doesn't even give us a scream. He just kind of looks at it like, oh, all right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, typical I, I reckon he's thinking, you should shake that off. I've, I've been shot 39 times. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Get up. That's it. Get up. <laughs> you shake that off. <laughs> Sorry, did you say it was through the heart? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, so you don't survive that. (laughs) But you were right, Jared. All that shit about the freedom fighters and the the war stuff and all that crap over in in Mexico and half a dozen different generals, I mean, I was just sitting there going, what is going on? Yeah. I didn't. Uh, I did not have a clue where we were. I didn't have a clue what Busey was doing. Admittedly, Mate. I wasn't paying a lot of attention. Busey, <laughs> Busey had been in Mexico for thirty minutes, and the bad guys had figured out he was there. That's the worst connection. The worst uh, contact I've ever seen in my and life. I mean, it seemed pretty clear. Yeah, the contact was the guy that said, "Oh, this is my friend or whatever. He's coming with us." And then the guy takes off, and you're like. Couldn't have seen that one coming. Like, you're supposed to be. It, it's supposed to be a secret mission here. Did you miss that part? <laughs> oh man! Now, please tell me if I was wrong here, but I got the understanding that Henry Silver rapes the. They say it, don't female. they? Yeah. Well, I, I don't. I don't know. Again. I have my phone. <laughs> <laughs> well, no. yeah, they. I don't. I don't. I don't know if they said it so so much. But they as, you insinuate know, he, he what says, you can hear. He says a couple of things, and then she comes back, and the other guy's like, ah, uh, you know, says a couple of words, and then she goes quiet, and he goes, "That bastard!" And you're like, yeah. 
Okay. Well, we. Th- I think yeah, we. But yeah, you also hear get... it. You, you hear it when yeah. it's happening very briefly. Yeah. That was very. And I was just like, I just don't know why you need that. In a well, just a, a, a I mean, sort of a silly action film like this. We've said it a few times. It doesn't belong in this sort of stuff for mine. Like it's a cheesy action film. It's it's kind of stoops to really cheap way to try to to make this guy the big bad guy. Like we know he is. We don't need that extra kind of. We don't need to push it to that level. I don't think the woman the woman hating threat. This whole film was pretty pretty yeah. out there. Like the, yeah. the whole. And I guess what what was the movie that you said the writer wrote? Or Hollywood. Four bags or something oh, like that. Hookers. <laughs> that was like, was he like, probably did it. When you said he that, I was did like, like that as well. It makes sense. It makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Yeah. Look, it it's an unnecessary way to try and I don't know create the villain worse than ever, make the yeah. female character vulnerable in some way. Yeah. You just don't they, um, need it. It was so so racist too. The, the, We've got this giant military operation and we're coming up against these villages pretty much. It's like it is. And they're all like super evil. And well, not only that, but it's yeah. like it was from essentially if you were from anywhere other than America, you were in on it. You're, yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> you got the Mexicans, the Russians, you've got just random, you're Muslim. So that could be from anywhere as well. Like it's just yeah. it's so, just yeah. Classic kind of eighties. Yeah. Just yeah, we we need a villain, so it's just someone who's not doesn't look like anyone us, with an know? accent. Yeah, well, let's get eight different accents. That's it. <laughs> How do we make these guys even more bad? Let's get let's get different races and put them all together. <laughs> Everyone that's They're not American can pick up a gun. Us. <laughs> it's just yeah, good old exactly. Gary Busey. It's weird. Blow up their butts. Save the day. <laughs> <laughs> My last like, dislike, and I've sort of skipped over it before, but there's no danger for Busey. I mean, there's a sequence early on where he's in that warehouse with Treo and his crew, and there are yeah. blokes firing machine guns left and right, and he's kind of just strolling across and getting behind cover. Well, that's right, and he he does. He's ambling. He's absolutely yeah. ambling. <laughs> He puts a light step on at one point. I was like, well, there's yeah, a hail look, mate, of bullets coming. This is you. why you've been hit 39 times. You, you're sluggish. <laughs> a little goose step's yeah. not going to do the job yeah. at this point. Like, you, you... Get the short steps happening across the floor, Gary. God. <laughs> that was, yeah, that but, was you know, very I know this sort of movie, this sort of movie's not going for any realism, and I get that. But, but to don't generate show, some excitement. Yeah, just don't show him being so super slow when there's ten guys yeah. that could easily hit him with fucking machine guns there. Yeah, at it's, least it's at least you know excitement. That's where we probably do need a couple of quick cuts. <laughs> get things yeah. get things moving a little bit. Exactly. <laughs> Did you guys have any other dislikes? No, yeah. just just following on from that. I felt the action scenes in general were just a little bit bland. Like when you when the ones yeah. in in Mexico, they all kind of they all kind of blended into each other. They all looked the same. I mean, there was a couple where 
a guy steps. Well, there was one in particular where a guy standing next to a car and they shoot the car and the fucking thing blows up. Like, yeah. just, just really bland stuff. And as you said, Busey was never in danger. And so it was just, yeah, it wasn't quite, wasn't quite there in that regard. I didn't think. Mm. He doesn't even get the shit beat out of him or something like that. You know, like no. There's no, never really any any sort of stakes for him. There's nothing unless you call not getting his woman back using the saxophone <laughs> some sort of stakes. But the bottom line is you've got to have something to hang this. this yeah, you've got to put this guy in some kind of danger yeah. so the audience can be. That's why it's funny, though, right? Yeah. What yeah. gave it its R rating? What gave it an R rating? Fuck if I'd know. Maybe it was the sex well, was Maybe they just thought it was going to be too. It was going to be too much to handle. And Busey, once he got the sax out, it was just going to. Yeah. It was too much. Standards have too changed. Raunchy. It's too raunchy. Too raunchy. John Wick R rated. <laughs> the standards have no. changed uh, a lot. Yeah. They, yeah. They I am a. It might have been an R in the states. R rated in the US. Been, yeah. It, yeah. I doubt it would have been R here. It, co- it couldn't no, have been. It was there was nothing in there. Anything else? Oh, look, man, the, his partner at the beginning looked, was a little bit like a African-American Rodney Dangerfield. Whatever he was drinking <laughs> in the car, I want some. <laughs> there was not enough of him. Yeah, that's, again, that's another big dislike is that that stuff kind of popped a little bit. Yeah. Not, not that that guy was a great actor or anything, but... Oh, he was and amazing. Busey together seemed to work out all right. Then you bring in the angry captain. I mean, I was I was <laughs> thinking to myself, well, you know, Busey's this is a three starer. You know, it's the kind of thing you <laughs> diverting, diverting sort of action. It was film pretty much. I don't, know if I, was, I don't know if I was quite there, but it was definitely in the two plus range. Yeah, it was pretty much <laughs> last action hero in the beginning. Yeah, it was. Yeah, exactly. That's you know that's where that came from because of some of the ridiculous shit that. <laughs> Ended up coming out of it, but maybe that's it. Maybe that's where you're correct, Maddie. Is that perhaps they were looking? At, they were looking at a spoof, but it just wasn't mm. very well done. Yeah, no, it wasn't a spoof. It was a cheap. <laughs> it was a cheap action. Yeah, well, I guess when a... you're paying five million bucks, you're expecting maybe we throw it in cinemas for a couple of weeks. We make yeah. our money back. Put it on video. I mean, you it know? plays like a spoof. But I'm pretty sure it was supposed to be pretty I don't think it was exciting and serious. <laughs> like not serious, you know, not not it was definitely it definitely needed to have that sort of comic edge that action films have. But oh I think God. they were pretty I think they were pretty happy with what they'd put together in terms of how it was gonna hold up <laughs> as an action flick. <laughs> Jesus fellas. That would be interesting to find out. <laughs> Oh, wow. All right. So is there anything else, dislike-wise? Oh, I think we pulled it apart. Yeah, I think that's it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, that was 1987's Bulletproof. You can find us on Podomatic, iTunes, and Spotify. Our email address is thrillme at iinet.net.au. We're on Facebook at Thrill Me Podcast Australia and at Podomatic at thrillme.podomatic.com. We're also on Instagram at thrillmepodcastau. Make sure to rate us, rate and review us wherever you see us. Keep an eye on the Facebook page for details of the next film. But until then, take it easy, and we'll catch up with everyone later. Cheers. Yeah.
Find the podcast at Podomatic or on iTunes. Don't forget to rate and review. Like us on Facebook at Thrill Me Podcast Australia or contact us at Thrill Me, all one word, all lowercase, at iinet.net.au.